I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back, everybody. Oops, the podcast here. I'm Francis. He's Julio. And by God, here we go. Good to see you, pal. How what you up? doing? How are you, man? I am. I am excited. You look like fucking the head pro right now, dude. Well, I just stepped off the golf course. Chris is wearing a shirt that shirt that says golf, of all things. You'd make a great head pro. If, me, if everything, if all else fails, man. Go into golf course. You know, there's a lot of... Uh, colleges that offer majors in golf course management i think i did know that what an incredibly specific thing to study in school i know because if you study english or any of those other degrees you can you can kind of do other stuff dude that's a classic example of like there's a guy who learned how to manage the golf course by like working there as a teenager didn't go to college and then they bring in the golf management guy That's who's it. arrogant and condescending, mm-hmm. but like he doesn't actually know as much as the people who have worked at the course. No, and they don't get along for a while, but then something happens like where they're assigned to a project. They got to rebuild the sixth green <laughs> and they kind of bond. And next thing you know, the old the old hand is teaching him some some tricks of the trade that you don't read in a course textbook. Dude, totally. But I mean, and also the but the new guys teaching him how to send emails and giving him and giving him like a nice thermos, something a little high, <laughs> like a high tech device. Like, hey, you're using that spade to dig that. Why don't you use this incredible gadget that I've brought? That's Helping it. him set up his LinkedIn. Dude, I played. So I played in this this match this morning, a golf match. How it, did that go? Well, it was intense. Um, and it's this thing that my club does where we compete against players from other clubs in new jersey mm-hmm. it's like summer camp for adults yeah it's like the 12 best guys from our club versus the you know the 12 best guys from from different clubs You're playing winnipesaukee next week that's it echo lake and essex county and montclair and all these at uh, Canoebrook, all these places and um the the group that i was in this morning the guy that i was playing with from my club so it was, it was me and another guy from my club versus two players from a different club mm-hmm. and the guy that i was paired with is a plus three handicap mm-hmm. do you know what that means i do yeah so it's, it's on like the other almost side a scratch golfer no it's past scratch oh so plus means so i guess i don't know what it means plus means minus in terms of like the scorecard you 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 you're better than scratch. so this guy shoots three under typically well th- yeah that right he you average his, all his is 300 dude he, he's like competes in the met am and all these events oh, so he's very like good. semi-pro golfer unbelievable golfer right Got it. this guy's automatic like he an average round for him is you know 68 right 69 whatever whereas the other two guys from the other clubs were both like one or two handicaps mm-hmm. you know on on, on, on the, the other, other side, side in our more traditional sense i felt as though i was in a group and it was as if i was like a make-a-wish kid but aren't you pretty good too? I am. But these guys were so much better than me that I felt like, you know, I had come out there and Sports Center was doing a piece on me. They were like, this kid's had it rough for the last two years and he thinks he's just going out for a regular round of golf. Little does he know. Oh my God, Phil Mickelson. Will you sign my glove? I've had cancer. You know? Oh and uh, and then, Yeah, it's like you you hit your shot from the fairway. It's nowhere near the green and they just like put the ball in the hole. Yeah. Or, or Phil, Walk- wow, Phil Mickelson Francis. walks up and he's holding it. He's like, is this your ball, little yeah. guy? Hey, buddy, I heard you like golf. Flips it to you. Yeah. So that's how it felt. I felt like I was just out there and they were all doing me a favor. And well, how that did someone you do? was filming it as a feel good piece. Um, not great. I mean, what was weird was that the match itself was not handicapped. So it was match play, which means, you know, you win a hole, mm. you're up one instead of like stroke play which is what you typically watch the pros play right so then if they win the next hole you're back to even and what's fun about that is you don't really worry about your score um you do best ball you do best ball so whichever between you and your teammate has the better score on the hole that's the one that so that's like these are like neutralizing factors that can make for an interesting yeah but on an 18 hole round 
my partner accounted for 16 of the 18 holes. We took his score on 16 of the 18 holes. I, like after nine, did you guys like stop for a snack and did you feel like obligated to put it on your bill on your like account? Uh, I mean, <laughs> hot dogs are on me, Jim. He's a, he's a member too, but I definitely paid for the, the other two visiting members. Oh, oh yes. Stuff. Right. Um, it's only fair. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I should, <laughs> but the two holes that I contributed on, I, I birdied both of them, but here's how good everyone was. Only one of those holes we won. Wow, because they birdied the they birdied one of the holes that I birdied as well, so he we pushed that hole. Anyway, all of that is to say, fun round of golf it was nice to be out there. Had a great morning, and now here we are, straight off the links, sitting Podding down to to rip the pot, baby. So, dude, I don't know specifically when this episode is going to come out in relation to Mother's Day, Father's Day, but I know that it will come out in between the two. Therefore, I think that the talk of Mother's Day will also be pertinent to Father's Day. Sure. Therefore, worth discussing. And people have actually emailed us asking for us to discuss Mother and Father's Day etiquette and whatnot. So l- let me put a little scenario by you and let me know what you think. So my mom and dad came last weekend. I got my mom like a pretty extravagant Mother's Day gift. Can I you thought. tell us what it was? It was just like a giant box of like very cool cosmetic stuff. Wow. You know, that I had that I got for her. Whatever. That's nice. That is nice. Did Hillary help you pick that out? No. You're shopping at Sephora. For I your wasn't mom? specifically. I got like a, a a box like of different shit. So wow. I knew that even if I missed the mark with one thing, smart, I'd land with the other. So yeah. it's kind of like an assortment. You're hunting with a shotgun it's and a giant shot. dude. My mom's not that big of a person. Like she could fit in the box. That's how big this fucking box. <laughs> wow, that's okay. a lot of makeup. So so I'm thinking, and I have you know I I'm kind of busy these next couple of weeks. That's not to say I'm too busy for my mom. Of course not. But I'm just thinking, you know, I don't have a car. Getting up to Connecticut is a little bit of a pain. So I don't feel that bad since I saw my mom the weekend before. I don't feel terrible not going up specifically for Mother's Day. Am I wrong for feeling that way? It's a great question uh, because I think people have strong opinions about Mother's Day and, and Father's Day, but but more Mother's Day, I think. And obviously, I think there's a bare minimum that you can do for Mother's Day. The phone call? Uh, I think flowers is the bare minimum. I don't know. That's the bare. That's a good bare minimum. You should send flowers to your mother on Mother's Day. I I, I think. I agree. I agree. You okay? And then and then traveling to see your mother with a gift is the the most you can do. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, short of t- flying, buying her, her a Tulum car or something. something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but but let's say between those two things, right? So that's the to me that's the area where my mom lives in Maine. <laughs> right. I'm not going to go home to Maine for Mother's Day. Right, right. But you know, I'm close enough that maybe I'm sounding like a shitty son right now. Mm, it's making me feel. So I think you're okay. Well, what is sacrifice she, what a does lamb she for her or something? I don't think she expects anything. Um, I, I don't really know. I mean, they were literally just here and I gave her a Mother's Day gift. But I was kind of like, you know, when I come up, it's going to be a pain in the ass for me to carry this. So I, I'm just going to give it to you now since you're here. Um, but we sort of never really officially discussed Mother's Day plans. But now maybe I should fucking go. I don't know. Did you wrap it? Yeah, it came. It kind of came. Did, so did you tell her to wait until Mother's Day to open it? No. I was like, open it. She's So she opened it? Yes. Hmm. I think that if you had, I think if you had told her to wait until Mother's Day and she had opened it on Mother's Day and then you called her, then it would have felt a little bit more like this is the special occasion gift. Having her open it the week before, in in a way, dilutes the the moment of Mother's Day. I the meaning of all right, all right. Hey, listen, listen, hold on a second, pump the brakes. You went above and beyond. You got a really nice. Did I? I don't. I don't know that I went above and beyond. I think I did something that would be considered adequate. However, my absence on Mother's Day, specifically, I don't necessarily know that I have a good enough a good excuse either. I'm not doing anything Sunday. I feel like you you're you're building your guilt. I'm fucking myself. You're, (laughs) You're fanning the flames of your guilt such that you are going to end up going. So this is the other thing. I'm leaving for my trip at the end of the month, and I am intending to go visit before I leave. 
somehow like you know i guess would going sunday be getting my dad why don't you go sunday instead of that okay so p.s so hear the hear me out this is funny my dad did this student film where he's like the star of the film love this which we're gonna have to show we're gonna Absolutely, have to we're gonna have to link this for everybody um little do they know they're gonna get a bunch of fucking hits from this these these short <laughs> filmmakers um and he's like my premiere is next friday like can you make it to the premiere and i was like sure and like i actually have a really busy thing i have like birthday parties but i was gonna go for the premiere and then come back mm. to a busy social calendar, you know, yeah. I, but, I, but I was going to go. He called me today being like, Hey, there's like COVID rules. Like you can't actually come. I only have one ticket wow. for myself, whatever. So I'm not going for that. So Uninvited maybe invited from your own father's. <laughs> I know, I know. So if I go on Sunday, then maybe I guess that counts as my visit as well. Yeah. I think you can, I think you can do one visit and have it, have it count. You live far enough away and you're busy enough of a guy that your parents are aware that any visit you make to them is you're you're really going out of your way to yeah. to show them how much you love them. It, dude, two and a, two hour forty five minute train plus fifty dollars. Bro, Uber. that's no plus joke. fifty hour dollar Uber. That's that's almost that's barely plane trains and fucking automobiles. That's barely. You say you live close. That's barely more more less time than me going home to maine to see my family right well driving it would only take you know two hours and 15 but i have to take the train yeah and it's like so you know <sighs> it's tough man it's tough i will say you know obviously it means a lot to parents mm -hmm. um but i think i think with the gift and one visit you have you have given your parents you've honored them to the extent that they deserve to be honored right yeah okay well, but some people, people are different, you know? I think some people look for any excuse whatsoever to go home and see their folks. And I love to go see my parents. So do I. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, some people might think, people have different customs for Mother's Day. What about Father's Day? So, you do you know, have a different standard for no, Father's no, Day versus Mother's Day? No, definitely not. And quite frankly, I like when, and for my dad, for my birthday, for his birthday or for Father's Day, if he's in the city, I'll take him out to like a fancy sushi situation. Ooh, Which, wow. by the way, so last time he came, well, fancy, you know, let's put fancy in quotes. I don't know how fancy you guys are listening, but, you know, there's obviously different degrees of fancy sushi. We kind of grew up going to what would be the equivalent of a New York kind of the kind of sushi that you would get on Seamless. Yeah. Which is adequate, but it's not like omakase situation or whatever. But I took my dad to Sugarfish for his birthday. Ooh. And he he was like being annoying, like being like an older guy. He was behaving in that way. He's like, Why don't they why don't they do this? I'm like, Dad, just 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 relax. Just uh -huh. and he's like, Well, I like it like that. I'm like, Dad, this is <laughs> this isn't what this is. He goes, Yeah, bring me a California roll. Yeah, and yeah, he's he well no, we he's, don't have that. He's better no no, he's better than that. But <laughs> he's like set in his ways what he likes to get. Like he'll get whatever, nigiri, all fish, blah, 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 fucking bullshit. Um, and he just wasn't used to the way that they were bringing things out. Yeah. And then once he like had got his first bite in him, he realized that this it's, is the real deal. It's the real deal. And it was man. very satisfying to watch him. It was very satisfying for me to watch him really enjoy it. Yeah. So I was like, this is a fun, this could be a fun new That's tradition. Great. That's great. I keep coming back to golf here. My my, I said to my dad, we've got to play golf on Father's Day because my club waives the guest fee for fathers on Father's oh, that's Day. That's nice. That's and fun. I said, you got to come down to New York and play golf with me on Father's Day. It would mean a lot to me. And he got, I feel like he got choked up on the phone, but we, they also just don't have very good cell service in Maine. So it's hard to know if, you know, if he was like inhaling in a sort of jerky manner or if he was just going through a rough patch of the woods. But that's something I dealt with my whole life, by the way, not knowing if uh, people were crying on the phone or if I just needed to be like, give me a second. Hold on. I got to get to the church. And then it's clear again. South Freeport Road. Dude, that's great. Oh, I'm hitting a dead spot. Yeah. Dude, that's classic. Um, buddy. So uh, that's great. Well, fucking hell, man. You're going to the, the stands. I am. Yeah, it's going to be cool. The stands. Dude, speaking of which, my mom this morning sent me a clip. Uh, she sent me like a link to this movie called Midnight Express. Have you ever seen it? No, but it's, I've heard about it's it. It's a good movie. It's about this guy. It's based on a true story. He like goes to Turkey and is like trafficking drugs and gets caught and gets like thrown in a really shitty prison and is just like in prison, has to escape whatever. Wow. And she goes, this is why I get nervous about like your travels. 
And I'm like, mom, this has nothing to do with what I'm doing. Like this is, this would be like me sending you a picture of roadkill and being like, this is why I'm nervous when you walk around the neighborhood. <laughs> like it's, it's just not a comparable thing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I'm like, mom, this is ridiculous. I'm not trafficking drugs. Like this is not a fair thing to say. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you worried about this? This is irrational. Do you ever worry about getting picked up in one of these countries by some nefarious character who either, you know, in some kidnapping scheme or I don't know, no, dude. harvesting your organs on no. the black market. No, I don't. I don't fear that at all. You know, maybe I should. And you know, there are, sir, I'm aware of like, which places are a little more dangerous than others. I have all of these kind of like risk maps that are up to date based on this and that, whatever that kind of like see, sift through the propaganda and like kind of tell you the real deal. I will certainly be more careful and more alert in some places rather than others, but I'm not, I'm not scared. No. What are, what are the dangers that you face? What, what is the danger that you might, that might befall you in one of these countries? Well, it depends which, which country. So some of you know, each of, they have all have their own unique dangers. Yeah. They all have their own unique dangers or lack thereof. Like it's like plants. Uzbekistan, for example, is, is supposed to be very, very safe. Uzbekistan. Like, like the same safety as you are, have, would have here in America. No way. According to the risk map, updated risk map. Good for the Uzbeks. They're both low risk places to be. What about the Turkmen's? The, I can't visit there. You can't go to Turkman um, because of, but because of COVID. I see. If COVID wasn't happening, it would. Be, it's the type of place where there's no crime, but like, if for some reason someone got confused and thought you were doing some kind of espionage, or then you could get yourself in trouble. Have you ever thought about this? Turkmenistan, right? Mm-hmm. Could also be a way of saying that you are a big fan of Turkish men, right? Turkmen, I stand. <laughs> right, I stand. Stan is a big thing. <laughs> All right, a stand, stand is like just stand the term I stand I stand the Spice Girls like I stand you know Chris is nodding his head that global warming out. activists is is stand does that come from Eminem's song Stan yes. that's cool that is cool. I I appreciate because that's a new term that is Chris's generation has has brought that term into the vernacular. But it's coming from a song that was before their time. That's true. That is a good point. So it's there's a there's almost a bit of a hybrid of nostalgia and modern lingo there that I like. I'd agree with that. That's cool. Do somebody emailed us or somebody said something about because I was about to say this and I didn't because they're like, can we acknowledge the fact that Julio's word of the week every week is colloquial? <laughs> oh, that is a pretty funny call. I do use one. that word regularly. <laughs> that's a great word, though. I would have used it again, but that's a good one. So. Okay, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, though. No, so you, no... Uzbekistan is totally fine. What about the others? What are the unique dangers? The others are supposedly are a little higher risk, like, but I, it's unclear why. I know that you know Tajikistan has a little. It doesn't have a ton of infrastructure. There aren't that many people. Um. You know, it's a little more rugged, but dude, I mean, I'm going to be with like guides the whole time. I see. I don't think that there's like that high knock on wood, but I don't think there's that high of like a t- terrorism or that kind of thing. You know, Julio, uh, by the way, you didn't see this. He said that and then he knocked on wood using his heel. Does that not count? Or? No, it's amazing that you thought to do that. <laughs> I then did it with my hand. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, dude, I went to buy a grill. For my teeth, which, which I had to, I, I called Ricky. I was like, dude, you want to come get a grill with me? And he thought I was talking about like to cook burgers <laughs> on Traeger or a green. Egg. Yeah, I was yeah. like, dude, this, I know you're a dad now. Like your mind immediately goes to like cooking before. <laughs> yeah. Um, but dude, well, I think most people's minds would go to the right, cooking device over the mouth. Yours though, again, but you're like more mature potentially. I don't, I don't know. I don't if know we mind. were in the era of Paul Wall. I would perhaps have thought maybe he means the mouthpiece. Yeah, I actually think grill is like sort of a dated term potentially. Mm. What what do they call like what do you say fronts? Like what what's are the people, word for it? Are people even talking about grills anymore? People get I mean people all still have them, but I just it's unclear what they call they're them. They're still called that. Yeah, they're still but they, no one's like, "Oh, rob the jewelry store, tell them mm. make me a grill." You know, I've been watching Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which oh, yeah. is sensational. It's good. And yeah, and uh although I will say like I I'm watching it over 
four or five nights because mm-hmm. I can't finish a movie in one sitting anymore. Has yeah, that happened to yes, you? Yes, there'll be movies where it takes me a few days. I, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm on day four of this hour and a half long movie. <laughs> uh, but she wears a, a grill or she has like metal teeth. But oh, interesting. She's a great character. It's really good. Um, anyway, keep going. No, no, but dude, so I went to, so I had bought, I have talked about this on the podcast briefly and I, I did what ended up being a pretty funny story about it where I sort of explained what happened last time where I walked into this store and then they take my money and then they're like, all right, follow me. And we walk for four blocks to a barbershop and then I go to the back of the barbershop. There's this old man with a fucking welder's mask and like a kiln and he's just doing all sorts of pottery or whatever the fuck he's doing back there. And then he makes it for you and then you go home. So I said that and then that exact thing happens. That's so crazy. It was crazy. That that's Dude, still the process. I know. <laughs> Did you go to the same neighborhood? I, I went to the same neighborhood and I went to this, I, what I thought was the same place, but I wasn't totally sure. So it's been a few years. Le- lo and behold, he leads me back. He sees that I'm filming and he goes, let me see. And I, and I show him and he goes, that's that Gucci referring to his sweatsuit. <laughs> he, very much to himself. Appro- he very much approved he goes that's that gucci uh-huh. i love um, that and i think this guy's like russian he's like some russian oh yeah that's mm. that gucci i'm like all right whatever um we go and dude it was a really nice cherry on top i facetimed hillary while i had the mouth guard in my mouth where they like mold your teeth and she just made this expression like oh my god like she because i've been sort of threatening to get one and i, I haven't gone through with it but I want to like take some pictures in the stands wearing it. So it's for <laughs> photos in the stands. But we'll see if it gets some more usage. Let me ask you this. What made you think that a grill would be the thing that would be, you know, accent your trip into the stands? I don't know, dude. I just think it's like a fu- like like have you ever seen a guy wearing like traditional dress also rocking a fire ass grill. I certainly have not. So that's, that's why I think it's like a nice touch. Like, I don't think I have to go overboard, like doing crazy stuff. Like I think it'll be fun enough to just go and kind of do commentary about it. I think it's great. You made a point to me last weekend when we were hanging out that you said, you know, that I, cause I wore my Ryan Romolo hat, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is up there on the wall. And, uh, it's a great hat. It's an awesome hat. And you were like, dude, when you rock one, novelty item <laughs> you pull it off or like you said something nice and it, it, it there's something about wearing one piece of flair when you go out to a normal thing where nobody's expected to wear flair francis always dresses up for the occasion well <sighs> but like in that way like your way is like you'll wear your like cheetah print button down <laughs> or know, that fire hat that you got custom made that's it you get to a point in life where you know you don't have to worry that when you go out and you're wearing something um, unusual that everyone's going to be like, who the hell does this guy think he is? <laughs> and the reason is that when I go out now, I'm only hanging out with people who know who I am. Mm-hmm. So they see what I'm wearing and they're like, oh yeah, I know who this guy is. He's <laughs> that guy. Dude, it's funny. Like I, I almost feel like you, it's just like cute how you do that. It's like Francis is like getting all, he's like getting all like, dressed up i get i get excited i told you on the way to that that event i was like like, you're wait till you see my outfit i know dude i'm wearing a fire outfit he gets psyched he's wearing cool sneaks he was really fucking living large and killing it we got we have to dig deep in our closets again i feel as though all of us collectively everyone listening for the last year has been simply skimming off the top of their clothing pile we've been recycling and 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 wearing the the lowest hanging fruit our simplest most boring you know least offensive stuff and now we are climbing out of our holes and we have to express ourselves again i call upon you (laughs) listeners of oops the podcast wear a risk this weekend wear a risk and see what it does for you People get excited. People try to take your hat off your head and you're like, fuck you. (laughs) This is my hat. And they're like, geez, I'm sorry. Next thing you know, you're making out. You know what? (laughs) You don't know what it, what it's going to lead to. Could be anything. Could be wear a chain, wear a chain. 
Do you ever have a chain? Did you get a chain? Uh, no, not really. I'm surprised you went grill instead Over of chain. chain. Yeah, chain. I'm not so sure about. Mm, why? Why? Why grill but no chain? <sighs> Dude, I don't even. I don't know the answer to that. Chains just seem like ridiculous. Like there's just no point in having one. And yet, a mouth of metal teeth. That seems more yeah. to me personally. It seems more appealing. I Are can't they put really my finger on why. No, they they molded to your mouth. And can you chew with them on? You shouldn't. You could, but it would just you're gonna get a lot of corn stupid. sort of. Yeah, it's not a lot of corn in there. It's not. It's kind of not a good to move. Take the grill it. off and then brush the grill itself with a toothbrush. It's not a good move, dude. Do you ever know that? Like speaking of you know parties, whatever, wearing good outfits. Have you ever had a moment at a party where like you realize you're drunk, even though you don't feel like you're drunk? Where like somebody does something annoying and you like really call them out or something. Mm. And well, those are two pretty different things in my mind. No, but the the calling out is sort of a, a symbol of the oh, fact I that see. you've crossed the level where like you you don't care about disturbing the peace. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, my problem, Julio, is that I sort of perpetually exist in that state. Of what? Is, oh. <laughs> It doesn't necessarily take a lot of alcohol for me to say things that most people would be appalled to hear. And as a result, I have enemies. Um, You know? Yeah, I guess. Oh, I want to do something. Sure. Chris, there's a book over there. Could you pass it to me, please? Oh, here we go. Could I ask you a question first? Sure. So a few months ago, you texted me. You're like, hey, dude, if you ever want to get a grill, I'll go with you and I'll get you one. Is this the same? Was this your idea back then? Same thing? Well, that that still stands. (laughs) If you're down to wear, if you're down to wear, I'll get you one. How much are they? Don't worry about it. What are they? Super steep? Uh, You know. Is it silver? Gold and I forget what I first get specifically what it is. Did you put diamonds in it. I got a really loud one this time. Ooh. Damn, bro. Like Wait, last... why? Why won't you tell us how much it costs? Because it doesn't matter. Is it's it's uncomfortably expensive. No, it's not uncomfortably expensive, but I prefer the ambiguity. It's they're not that they're not I as expensive it. as you. As Playing you think. and keeping it close to the chest, guys. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast. I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running it's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Well, maybe the reason that he's um, willing to to splash around all this grill money is because Julio has become a best-selling children's author on Amazon.com. <laughs> Claude Takes a Nap by Julio Gallarotti has now reached the top of the charts for the New York Times under six uh, reading list. Dude, which, by the way... I said Julio C. Gallarotti, not to be obnoxious, but because my dad is an author of like real. My dad's published like seven books or something. I should know the exact number. Why didn't I think you five. Say Julio Gallarotti Jr. I could have done that, but yeah, I should have maybe done that. But but I had. He's like, make sure you remember to do Julio C. Because wow. and I was like, ha, there you go. This finally now comes back to bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to specify. I didn't want to be obnoxious. No, I get you. I got gotcha. you. Um, um, but this book, I have now read it three separate times. <laughs> Once by myself and twice out loud. And I'm going to do it again here on the podcast. This is quick. Don't worry. But it's also spectacular. Julio mentioned that he had published a children's book just out of the blue one day. And I was like, you know, because this is the kind of person he is. He just does, we, we don't see it coming. And next thing you know, he's often, you know, he's going to stand Turkish men. So Claude takes a nap. Uh, to my mom, Gemma, who always read to me, which is so sweet. Like and that? if that doesn't absolutely melt your heart ahead of Mother's Day, the rest of this book sure will. Now, I highly suggest you purchase this book for yourself. It's probably not that much on Amazon. I don't know like how much 10 bucks. it is. Ten bucks. Because you need to see the illustrations. You had this done by some freelance illustrator on what was the website? Fiverr. Fiverr. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is it. I mean, I'll show you guys the, pi- the, the pictures after, um, if you're watching from home, but I'm going to read this first. 
This is Claude. He loves to play with his toys. But first, a delicious snack. Okay? So there's Claude. There's our bear, our buddy Claude. First, a delicious snack. That's so nice. Yeah, they're illustrating how hungry he is. Muffins! <laughs> they were so yummy, he ate the whole tray. He's getting sleepy. You can see that there. I'm just going to read this. No commentary. Claude ate so many muffins, he fell asleep. But while Claude was napping, something happened. Where are all the toys? <laughs> no toys under the rug? No toys under the bug? <laughs> no toys in his room? No toys on the moon? No toys in the shower? No toys in the flower? <laughs> no toys in the mail? No toys in the whale? <laughs> No toys in the tree. No toys in 1973. <laughs> no toys at Bennett's. No toys in the Senate. <laughs> That's the one that gets me every time. It's so out of left field. <laughs> What's that noise? <gasps> it's Pearl, the squirrel next door. <laughs> Excuse me, those are my toys, Claude proclaimed. I'm sorry for taking your toys. I was going to put them back before you woke up from your nap. I would have asked, but I was embarrassed that I don't have any toys. <laughs> you don't have any toys? <laughs> It's okay. What good are toys if you don't have someone to share them with? Wee! <laughs> there he is, flying Pearl the Squirrel around in a toy plane. <laughs> hey, do you like dinosaurs? Time machine, Cretaceous period. <laughs> the end. I gotta say, Jay, first of all, fantastic. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. You end it as though there's a sequel. <laughs> you ended this book the way that, like, the first taken, you you were like, we feel that we will definitely be able to uh, capitalize on the success of this first book. So let's leave the door open. Hey, do you like dinosaurs? Dot dot dot. You end the book in an ellipsis. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't make us think there's another we'll see. The Claude takes a nap coming, I don't know what does. <laughs> the Claude read it for him. So give us some of the context for this. And also, I want you to tell us about some of these sort of Easter egg things you had that you told me about. Okay, so Claude, Claude, like C-L-A-W-E-D, is like a bear claw, but also spelled C-L-A-U-D. homonym. Which is a fun little, you know... And then also Pearl, the squirrel next door. It's like the girl next door, the squirrel next door. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Which is why I thought instead of having this argument about their different uh, socioeconomic backgrounds, it, they were going to just pipe each other <laughs> and create some bear-squirrel hybrid, which we all wanted to see what that was going to look no like. No toys in the class. No toys in her ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's great. We just make the X-rated. Claude takes a nap. No toys down Claude south. Gets Here I come in your mouth. <laughs> that's it, baby. I love it. Well, you could that's do great. that. You could make an X-rated version of Claude takes a nap. Um, yeah, we could. That could be funny. I mean, dude, yeah, I wanted to try to like, you know, end on a callback with the time machine, whatever. Yeah. I was one day just dicking around, and like, I just thought it. I thought of this like cute idea, and how kind of like the rhyming thing would be a fun way to kind of like throw some jokes in there for the adults. And I kind of just wrote it down. And then I was like, one day I'm going to do this. And like, while I was doing it, I was kind of like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you like, why do you, I'm like kind of OCD. Like when I think of an idea, I just like get it in my mind that I have to do it even though, but dude, I've been really pleasantly surprised with how well received it's been. Like people have really enjoyed well, it. What, what's amazing to me and, and something I've learned about you is that you're so, you're so often surprised by 
how much people like the things that you do. That's true. And I think this is true. Should bear meaning for a lot of people, which is that sometimes the things that we do while we're doing them, where we think this is the the most out there thing or this is the most ridiculous thing, um, often lead to the best reactions. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, especially if you're a comedian or a musician or like, do you think when Kanye West was making uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy or I don't even know what's the 808s and heartbreak, uh-huh. you know, it was all auto tune right. and singing. I bet you even as, as ridiculous of a person as Kanye West is, I guarantee you there were parts of lots of times in the studio where he was like, man. I've made three rap albums that have all killed it. Like, are people really going to accept me making right, this auto-tune right, right. singing album? Right. There were some fucking bangers. That's a banger, there. dude. That one was ahead of its time. Yeah. For sure. Um, so I think, you know, follow your doubt in a way and, and push through. And then if people, uh, after the fact, tell you, like, you're an idiot for thinking this would work, well, who you know, fine, fine. But at least you put it out there. Dude, I, I, I'm, yeah, no, totally. You're right. And, and I think that like any time that I follow through with a thing, even if it doesn't get that many views or if nobody cares, like it's still nice to like go through with stuff and do it. Like you might finish as well, it. You know? Yeah. Finish and things. I'm definitely all over the place with my projects. Like obviously Lil Young Big is like a crazy random thing. Like there's just all these like random shit, but I, you know, I guess I'm happy that I've done it. You're a tapestry. This is, dude, somebody shared this on, like, a blog in in the town that I'm from in Connecticut, being like, oh, like, HK alum, Julia. I'm like, this is the thing. (laughs) This is the thing that gets me on here. Are you serious? With everything that I've done, which I guess isn't that much, but, like, I I can't believe that Yeah, a children's book. If you're you're a diehard fan of Oops! The Podcast, uh, I'm going to say this, and I feel like I... um, we haven't figured this out yet, but I want this to be something. We, I'd love to try to get it so that Julio can send you an autographed copy of the book. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you really that. want that, maybe we can figure that out somehow. Maybe we can, you know, find a way for you to pay a lot of money for it. We'll, <laughs> we'll donate some portion of it to charity. Anyway, well, that's dude, it's a great book, man. Thanks, it's better man. than you think. It's I it's I know you it's such a goofy thing, but so many people think like hey, I could write a children's book and they never do and you did. Right. And we're holding it in our hands and we're enjoying it. That's the fourth <laughs> time I've read that book. Yes, I did. I'm I'm very happy that it exists too, man. I'm glad I appreciate it. Quick adult book recommendation. I am reading Beloved by Toni Morrison, which is one of the all-time great American novels. I have this strange compulsion where a lot of the books that I was assigned to read in high school English, I ended up spark noting, right, when I was a 17-year-old, and we were assigned classics. And even with a book like The Great Gatsby, which I did read in its entirety in high school, I wasn't ready for that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to appreciate that book. I read that book at that age strictly for plot. I had only uh, the ability to like understand what was happening in the book. Right. Right. If you go back and read some of these books now, now that you're an adult and you have time and it's for you and not for school, I guarantee you some of those books that you spark noted that you kind of just fought your way through or read begrudgingly or as an obligation you will find are magical because this book i mean it's it feels ridiculous to say but tony morrison's beloved is one of the best books i've ever read and i'm only 60 pages in it's breathtaking every single sentence she writes is better than the best sentence i've ever written the whole book I mean, dude, demoralizing. <laughs> I've said this before, but dude, same goes it's for a like different format. Yeah, like go yeah. read Hemingway's Old Man in the Sea now as an adult. You know what I mean? Or or any any The Great Gatsby is a great example. Like as an adult for yourself, go read some of those books in English that you were assigned in English in high school, where you're like, "Fuck this book! It's on <laughs> Spark Notes. I'm just doing that. I'll get a B on the quiz. Good enough." 
Try it as an adult. I I promise you, you'll you'll enjoy some of those. Dude, awesome! Great shout out. Now, Julio. Yes. If you're gonna spend a lot of time reading, oh baby, there is one pair of pants. There sure are that ruleth them all. <laughs> for that sweet sweet hour reading session one pant to rule them all one pant to rule them all bird dogs baby it's the bird dogs pant i'm wearing them right now bird diggity dogs dude i just picture a scenario where you bring a fucking big net with you and you nail it to two different trees and you actually make a hammock for yourself and you can then sit in the hammock comfortably with the same pants that you wore while you were building it and that sums up the bird dog experience perfectly. That sounds like the most unsuccessful hammock ever. Yeah. That thing is going to droop you all the way to the ground. How Your else butt you get is going to be filled with pine cones. Dude, you fucking hammer it into the wall. Yeah, but you said thing. a net. Yeah. Isn't that what a hammock is? What else is I it? I guess vaguely. I think a hammock is a hammock. It's a sturdy <laughs> net. You can't go to Home Depot and be like, bring me a net. I want to lounge today. <laughs> bring me a net and two big nails and let me know where the nearest forest is because I'm wearing my bird dog's pants and I need to get 100 pages in to this American classic. Uh, we love bird. We do pants. love the bird dog's pants. They, they. I'm wearing them right now. You can't make this shit up. I, I played golf in them, and now I'm in them for the rest of the day because they're that comfortable. They have built-in underwear liners. If you use promo code OOPS right now, you will get a pair of rubber sandals. Oh, wink, wink. wink. <laughs> uh, with the first order that you do, uh, someone DM me that they had bought them, and they showed me a picture of the rubber sandals, and they were like, "These are great," and I was like. I wish you had shown me uh, more of your legs, and then they didn't respond. Um, <laughs> but even so, promo code OOPS right now, birddogs.com. Get them for summer. They make amazing shorts as well. Check them out. We love them. We, uh, we swear by them. So, amazing. bird dogs. Well, dude, we have a very funny email that I think you're really going to like. This is sort of like an SAT question. Oh, goody. I bet I'm going um, to nail it. So let me see if I can find it. Here we go. Um... Okay, so this is called In a Bit of a Pickle. In a Pickle. Hi, Francis and Julio. I have a question for you guys. For some context, I'm a junior in college, it's final season, and I'm stressed. So I have my main group of friends, and then offshoots of friends that I hang out with on certain occasions or certain events. One of my offshoot groups are these stoners that I chill with on some Friday nights for a good time after work if I'm bored. So I've known this group for a few months now but we don't all hang together outside of getting stoned at their place. The group is made up of me, one other girl, her boyfriend, and another guy. You got it so far? Yeah, three guys and one girl. I'm assuming the writer of this email is a guy. No, no, it's a girl. Oh, okay. So it's two girls and a, a couple. It's, it's a girl, a couple, and then another guy. Correct. That's the stoner group. Okay. Recently, I found out that the girl is cheating on her boyfriend with the other guy there. Oh, no. And the other guy there is cheating on her with me. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Stop. Stop. This is we need this is an LSAT question. This is not an There's SAT more. question. Wait, wait, wait. I need to pause. When she says the other guy, is she referring to the girl's boyfriend? Let's reread it. Or is she saying that the, the the guy let's say let's is she saying that the guy that the girlfriend is cheating on her boyfriend with is cheating on his cheaty with our narrator? No. So okay, yeah, like I think uh, yes, but also no. That's not the first you step. You need to explain. Okay, what, okay, what's okay. I think I got it. So I'm confused. Me, okay, so I found out that the girl is cheating on her boyfriend. So there's a couple, and then there's our protagonist, and then there's another guy. Can we assign names? Yeah. Yes. I feel like that would help. So let's say that the couple let's is... Let's call them the couple. The couple's fine. Girl, 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 couple, guy, couple. We'll work through that. And then the this third Wait, what guy... Do you mean girl, couple, guy, Meaning couple. if we need to specify the girl in the relationship, we'll be like couple, girl. And if we need to specify yes. the guy, we'll be single like guy. couple, guy. Couple, girl, couple, guy. Single, girl, single, let's guy. Call, I don't want single, girl, okay. but single, guy. Let's call the guy Max. Max. And what's our narrator's name? Let's not use her real name. Martha. Sophie. Martha's fine. Max and Martha. Okay. Martha. Martha okay. and Max. Keep it simple. Okay. So, okay. I found Eminem. out that 
the girl, the girl in the couple is cheating on the guy in the couple with Max. Now I kind of want names for the couple. But the guy in the... Yeah, me too. Let's call the guy... (laughs) Let's call the guy in the couple Arthur. Arthur and... What do you got for a girl in the couple? Alexa? Is it sure. Arthur and Alexa? Is Alexa to Amazon? It makes me think of someone's about to summon the device. How about Arthur and... Fuck. Sophie? I feel like they need to. There needs to be like alliteration again. Oh, okay, Andrea. Arthur and Andrea. Angela. Angela is better. Arthur and Angela. Arthur and Angela. Max and, and Martha. Martha. Okay. Everyone good. So good. this is where we're at. Okay. I found out that what's the guy's name again? An- Arthur. That Angela Arthur. is cheating on Arthur okay, no, 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 no. with okay. Max. Okay. Okay. I found out that yes, Angela is cheating on Arthur with Max. Correct. This is where and I'm Arthur confused. is cheating is on, cheating on Angela. Angela with Martha. That is fucking diabolical. And I was cheating on him with the girl's boyfriend. This is the additional part. So the other guy that was cheating on so her with me. So then we have this wrong. And I was cheating on him with the girl's boyfriend. I can make sense of this, but we had our first assumption was wrong. Wait, but hold on, hold on. This is what I'm not getting. And the other guy there is cheating on her with really me. Quick. And I was cheating on him with the girl's boyfriend. Is she just kind of like explaining Let me read what it she really had quick. done? I think that I think that is what. It's... So this because this is what I thought. I don't think anything has changed with that next sentence. Okay. The other guy there is cheating on her. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is the, all right. This is what's happening. I got this. <laughs> I got this. Right now we she our narrator is Martha. No, Angela. A f- no, Angela's in the relationship. Right, sorry. sorry. Martha everyone. is saying that Angela is cheating on Arthur with Max, right? Yes. But Max is cheating on Martha. No, excuse me. Max is cheating on Angela with Martha. Arthur is cheating on Angela with Martha. No. Arthur and Angela are dating. Arthur's not cheating at all. Max is banging everyone? M- correct. Which is why well, Max isn't dating anybody. I know, but that's why it's strange to use the word cheating. But that's what that's what Martha is saying. Martha, Martha's saying that like that Angela Jesus. does not know that Max is not just hooking up with Angela, but is also hooking up with Martha. So it's like it's like cheating, even though they're not in a relationship. That's what he means. That's uh, what she means. Oh, got it. And I yeah. was cheating on him with the girl's boyfriend. So hold on. So does that mean that? Martha is additionally banging Arthur as well. No, no, I don't know. I Unless she cheating, says that, we she don't says, know. That. I was cheating on him with the girl's boyfriend. Jesus so Christ! So I think that then she is. Martha is banging both. Of, this is the craziest. So then, okay, Martha's banging both guys. Angela is p- banging both guys if she's dating Arthur, and then Max is banging both girls. But Arthur and Arthur's banging both girls. Yeah, they're all just banging each other. Everybody is banging all of the heterosexual options (laughs) in this cat's cradle of bizarro stoner hangout. Dude, can you imagine them stoned trying to figure this out? Wait, so you're banging... I know, I know. But also, not for nothing, like the, the fact that they keep hanging out and nobody has figured out some of these strange cross-pollinations it's is crazy. bizarre i would agree it's like impossible not. and she goes she also could have explained it a lot more easily she would have need to draw on a, a fucking chart <laughs> yeah, a venn diagram she would have had to yeah there's a lot of crossover dude and she goes am i the only one that i'm the only one who knows this information i'm trying to figure out how to handle it well if you do apparently it means you're gonna get into harvard law dude <laughs> yes 80 on the lsa is there is there more no she just said i'm the only one who knows this information i'm trying to figure out how to handle this situation or how to escape before it falls apart. What are your thoughts? All right. Let me see this one more time. I just want to make sure I have this right. <laughs> Tell us your thoughts about, about this. Okay. So I think that um, you need to either get yourself out of this situation and stop hanging out with these people if you can, or just fucking enjoy it till it all blows up. Cause you're not going to, you're going to end up not being friends anyway. <laughs> once, yeah. 
once this all comes it comes to the table, which I'm sure it will. We'd love some updates and some clarification if it requires any. Yeah, I'm sorry. Really quick, uh, Martha, Max, Angela, Arthur, you're all horrible people. You're all horrible people. What? It's crazy. Why don't you just all like come clean and have group sex with each other? Am I wrong? You guys You've have an all banged That's each other. I guarantee you, Martha, that more people in this group are aware of this than you think. You're not the only one privy to this information. You're not the only one who's figured this out. So you should all just call out the elephant in the room, take your clothes off, and have some crazy bong sex. You know? Am am I wrong? I think you're right. By the way. You guys are young anyway. Just fucking have fun. She did say what I said, which is essentially we're all... We're all cheating yes. on each other each with, other each, with other. each other. So every girl, the guy, the every guy there is banging both girls. Every girl there is banging both guys. <laughs> That's what it is. And they should just they should just give up this ridiculous facade that we're just friends who hang out and smoke weed. You're friends who hang out and just pipe each other to death. Dude, this is like dark, like that TV show Dark. It is. <laughs> it's like, but it she's is. her grandmother yeah. and also her, her daughter, <laughs> yeah. but her grandmother and her son is Mads. Is, dude, it's crazy. Did you watch all that show, by the I way? I did, yeah. Season three was a letdown. Man, I only got through season one and then I kind of just lost steam. Yeah, season three was not that good. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a super interesting uh, story because I feel like these people clearly have no qualms about cheating on one another Dude. and yet also hanging out which means they're just one honest conversation away from a swinger party correct and they should allow themselves correct. that i i really think that uh, if everyone's cheating and yet you're all still hanging out in such proximity right in such a small group i don't think the people in the relationship would necessarily have a problem adding different genitals to the equation dude this this could be a great play yeah you know like like some kind of hurricane like during hurricane sandy they're mm. all forced to live with each other and yeah. they're all banging and fucking i like it crazy i like it um well dude fucking good episode man yeah man we'll call it there that was fun um, um good shit oops the podcast everybody send us your cheating strange you know interstate highway mapping whatever the hell that is insane stories of deceit yeah to oops the podcast at (laughs) gmail.com we would love to hear about anybody that's uh encountered such an insane tangled web of (laughs) deceit uh we are uh at hoops the podcast on instagram um we want you to send us your stories your thoughts not julio with a j check out pack light and get ready for julio to put together some banging content when he goes and visits the Stan countries. Um, check out my Patreon, Francis Ellis. I do songs and writing and alternate side parking Thursdays on there. We had a great live happy hour on there last week with Pete the Sweep. And um, thank you so much for joining us. That's all. Bye.